This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. And good afternoon. Libby remains a little under the weather, so she's still at home resting on doctor's orders. Get well, Libby. We start with the Ford government cabinet shuffle that Christine mentioned off the top of her news. Now, in his statement, which was issued in relation to the the moves, uh, Doug Ford saying he's calibrating cabinet assignments uh, made to the inner circle after Friday's sudden resignation of Jim Wilson, who's dealing reportedly with addiction issues. Government House leader Todd Smith now assuming Wilson's job as economic job creation and trade minister. John Yakabuski uh, becomes minister of natural resources and forestry. Sylvia Jones in charge of community safety and correctional services. Uh, Michael Tobolo becoming tourism, culture and sports minister, as you heard there amid some controversy. Bill Walker joining cabinet as minister of government and consumer services. And then we have the government caucus whip and deputy caucus Whip, Lauren Coe, and Doug Downey. So what do you make of these changes after just four months in power? How do you feel about the Ford government, uh, the premier in particular? How's he doing, in your opinion? Has he done anything to change your opinion? And if so, which way? For the good or the bad? Numbers for you to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free as well, as always, 1-866-744-740. And I don't know if this is an addition of the old boys club here or not. But anyway, on the on the line, we have Mike Van Solen of Navigator, Bob Richardson with National PR and Aleem Kanji with Sutherland Group. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good to be here, Bob. Okay. Great to, be, great to be with you, Bob. I think I'm part of the Young Boys Club, but okay. let's carry on. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I don't mind being corrected. Uh, I think I'm the only one that qualifies. Oh, well, I don't know about that, Bob. Anyway, let's, uh, okay, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, we'll go here with Aleem. What do you make of these changes, or should we really be focusing on why Wilson is no longer in the inner circle, more so than all these other changes. Uh, should we be looking at that maybe a little more closely? You know, this is, um, this is Bob, this is really quick uh, to hit the reset button. I mean, this is the government that's really in its infancy. Um, some would suggest it is a honeymoon period uh, four months in. And uh, it is really unprecedented to see um, this kind of change this quickly. Now, on the other hand, you do see the folks that have been shuffled around uh, within cabinet are from uh, the premier's existing uh, bench. And so I think there's that um, that thinking from the premier to keep uh, what works and, you know, to sort of stick with what works and, and sort of moving folks around. But, you know, look, let it be said, uh, this, this is unprecedented. We didn't see the first shuffle from, uh, if we look back, Premier Wynn, 14 months in, Dalton McGinty, 20 months in. Mike Harris, 14 months in. So, you know, four months in is, is quite unprecedented uh, uh, to, uh, to be making these sorts of changes uh, in the largest uh, province in the country. Bob Richardson? 
Yeah, it's unprecedented is one way of putting it. Not ideal is another. I mean, nobody wants to be shuffling their uh, cabinet four months in, uh, particularly at a very senior level. So that's that's an issue. That being said, I thought uh, the Premier dealt with it very swiftly and very cleanly and, frankly, in a fairly impressive manner. I mean, he moved quickly on this issue. It also shows he's got some pretty good uh, talent in uh, in the cabinet. I think uh, Todd Smith has shown himself to be a very strong performer, uh, which is good. Uh, I think uh, him switching the transportation and infrastructure um, uh, ministers better fits who they are. Um, John Yakubuski, I, I suspect, would be a very good natural resources minister. He knows and understands the issue coming from Renfrew County. So, you know, I think maybe that might have been, uh, they may have been a little miscast off top, and that's an opportunity to fix that. The big one is, uh, why would you keep Michael uh, Tavolo in cabinet, given the articles that were out there? And I suspect that this will continue to be an issue for the government. And, and also, you know, there's been very little information related to uh, Jim Wilson's departure. Um, and I suspect that that will also end up uh, continuing to be a bit of an issue for the government, too, as well. Mike Van Solen, what about that last point that Bob raises? Not, I don't know so much to Bolo as far as finding out what the reason is. There's speculation and there's a little more to uh, Wilson's sudden mm-hmm. departure than quote-unquote addiction issues. Well, I, well, I, th- I think addiction issues is certainly part of it. He is. Uh, th- they said uh, right away that he was going to be seeking some treatment, and uh, I have no doubt that's a component and, and part of what has taken place. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, rumors circulating out there that suggest there's another layer to the story, and I think we'll let uh, we'll let uh, the, the next day or two unfold to better understand, um, you know, what. Uh, what else may be afoot. But, you know, I just, uh, on the issue of the cabinet shuffle, and we'll learn more about Jim Wilson if there's more to, more to learn to that story. Uh, but I don't see it as much as, sorry, as much of a reset as has been uh, sort of described. You know, I think uh, re- the truth is this government has done so much in the first four months. They worked really hard. This is almost like a government that's already been in power for a year um, with the amount that they've already accomplished. You know, they set land speed records uh, out of the gate. They really didn't have to have a summer uh, session. Uh, everyone would have been fine and understood after the June election if they would have decided to take some time. But they went to work. And there, there is some fine-tuning. We have uh, Mr. Wilson leaving. Other, other than that, there's some moving people around in different portfolios. I think Bob is right that it's just making sure that the uh, skill sets and knowledge set required in each of those portfolios sort of matches the people. Um, and certainly Todd Smith has proven to be one of the uh, uh, most capable uh, ministers in the, in the cabinet, and giving him the role, uh, economic development, uh, jobs and trade, uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's a great messenger for the government, does well with media, so uh, a promotion for him. Um, that's how I sort of see the, uh, these pieces coming together. And if you have a question for any of uh, our panelists, please call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Aleem, uh, as we return to the other end of the of the telephone table here, uh, what are you hearing? What are you sensing as far as how the government's doing four months in? Everyone here is saying how it's kind of sudden to be making these changes, albeit it's not a, uh, I don't know if we'd really call this a major cabinet shuffle, but the fact that changes were made, I guess there, as you guys pointed out, 
the significance of the fact so soon after assuming power to make changes. How do you think the government's doing? Anything for them to really worry about or, again, way too early to be uh, any dark clouds anywhere near uh, the horizon? So, Bob, I think, you know, the, the one thing we're looking at across this province is the uh, the middle of this month. In fact, it's it's uh, we're 10 days out from a, a fall economic statement, and this is going to be the first time uh, that uh, Minister Vic Fideli, he was not moved, of course, uh, as finance minister, has an opportunity really to comment on the state of affairs of, of the the uh, books that uh, that they inherited from the previous government. And I think that will be more of a turning point uh, than anything else. Uh, I think I think the shuffle, um, you know, certainly headlines today, um, but all eyes will be on that and to see. Uh, the state of the, the books, what's been inherited, where the de- deficit and debt numbers are at, because there's been, you know, sort of wild swings around the previous government and this government around uh, where the numbers are at. And I think folks will be looking uh, towards that. But look, you know, over the last four months, um, we've seen changes around, um, you know, for, for better, for worse, in, in some people's minds, uh, cannabis legislation, um, you know, sex ed. Um, there's been a host of policy changes uh, that have have been made and in fact there's more coming um so this is not a government that's really you know sat around and and, and decided to wait until uh uh they they entered office before making uh, announcements they've they've hit the the floor uh, you know really uh, hard uh since uh, since the days in june and uh, uh and i think that's that's going to be something that we see uh, continue on on other files uh moving forward bob richardson Bob? Sorry, I had you on mute there for a moment. Yeah, I think I, I would give the uh, government sort of mixed results. I think I think they did hit the ground running. I think they've done a number of uh, things relatively well. I think he's shown that he's got a, you know, relatively competent uh, cabinet. Uh, I think that there was, anytime you're replacing a government that's been in for 15 years, there's been some excesses. They were able to clean some of what I would call low-hanging fruit up fairly, fairly uh, quickly. Um, where they get themselves into trouble, I think, is this government's a bit shticky. Uh, you know, it's the signs, it's the buck of beer, it's the this or that. They tend to be a little bit more self-inflicted wounds. So, uh, you know, I think, and also, you know, they've been all over the map in terms of what the numbers are, uh, quote what the numbers are they're disagreeing with the auditor they've come up with a number that is universally viewed as not credible uh there's a variety of different things like that so they tend to kind of stretch things a little when they don't have to um so i think that may be part of the learning curve with these guys so i would have to say overall though they've had uh, good energy worked hard and uh, i think generally done what they said that they were going to do and you got to give them credit for that and Mike Van Solen, looks like the uh, our listeners are using the, the ears more so than using their dialing fingers thus far. I guess you guys are all making points that uh, they can identify with because no one's given a call in. So, Mike, uh, again, how do you, are you in the same page as your colleagues there? Or you want to take a, a different twist on this? Well, I, I think the the Ford government has largely done pretty well, particularly for those who voted for the Ford government. You know that that coalition, it strikes me, has uh, has hung together very well. The uh, e- even if you look at some of the more controversial pieces, um, the pressing pause, for example, on the safe injection sites. I think what we saw was the health minister Christine Elliott take a really measured look at that. There was some concerns about around uh, the use of those sites uh, by 
people in particular who voted for conservative in the last election. And she came back with a very reasonable plan uh, after looking at it and making sure it sort of it held sort of the policy uh, test uh, right, that it, it looked good on review. And she's moved forward with it. So I think people have appreciated sort of that fair and reasonable approach to some of the thornier uh, policy issues that has come up in the life of this government. On those things that they promised to do, uh, you know, getting rid of the uh, cap and trade system, uh, taking the money off the gas uh, off the gas tax. These are things that uh, are broadly perceived by, particularly the Conservative coalition, as things that can help make life more affordable. So I see their voters as being very pleased with that. I think some of the fear mongering that existed, you know, that that naturally exists during a campaign, uh, hasn't you know really come to be true. So we see you know a Liberal government that's trying to find a new leader, so it doesn't have a real presence right now. And we see the NDP struggling to find out exactly what are the narratives they're going to use uh, uh, to hold this government to account uh, for a government that's you know, largely concede, uh, succeeding, particularly with those who voted for it. And I'll put this question to all of you as we uh, wrap up this segment of the of the show. And the reason I'm starting with you in this case, Aleem, to give you your next uh Next turn here, and you made the point in terms of let's see once that fall economic statement comes out, uh, is that something that could maybe turn some voters off depending on what they've got to say, or it's hard based on the the numbers that we keep hearing that they they should be able to just you know continue down the road they're on. Yeah, it's a good question, Bob, and I think the government will be challenged um, to kind of hold the balance between. Um, you know, blaming their predecessors. And I think that's natural in any government. I mean, let's let's face it, uh, you know, the previous government was in power, uh, the Liberals, of course, for, for close to 15 years. And there's a there's sort of a natural element to kind of lay blame uh, to the old guys and girls. Um, and they're going to have to balance that with, um, with looking forward, because as every day goes on, you're going to uh, uh, be able to play that trump card, if you will, of, of, of blaming the previous government less and less and less. You're going to have to uh, start um, uh, being accountable for what you want to do. And so when you look at, um, you know, the fiscal affairs of the province, and you'll look at what was promised um, by the, the Ford government in terms of $6 billion in, in spending efficiencies, um, and then, of course, um, you know, uh, $9 billion in promises, I think folks are going to want to see a little bit more meat on the bones around how that's actually going to happen coming out of the uh, the fall economic statement. And so, um, you know, whether it's it's uh, returning that Hydro One dividend uh, to folks, um, you know, whether it's uh, it's more long-term care beds, uh, uh, reducing business taxes, ending cap and trade, I know that was mentioned earlier, um, they're going to want to see how, how this is actually going uh, to get done. And, and uh, the plan... I think will will uh, the proof will be in the pudding in terms of how um, the 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 finances of the province are are maintained and enhanced uh, uh, moving forward. Bob, yeah, I you know I think the economic statement of the first economic statement of a new government is an important uh, thing. It's an opportunity for these guys to uh, sort of put. Uh, forward a credible plan to and a credible set of numbers. I think we've played the political game for three or four months, and that's fair fair game. I, I recall when the Liberals came in, they did the same sort of thing, so I'm not saying it from a wildly partisan perspective, but uh, but I think it's time to get down to serious business. 
They made some promises that they have to keep. Uh, they have some spending promises that they need to keep. They have some uh, cuts that they need to make, and they need to outline to people how uh, how they're going to get there and maintain Ontario's credit rating and, you know, continue to lower the deficit. So that's a tall order, and uh, they got a lot of work to do. But uh, now is the time for kind of less political rhetoric and a little bit more, okay, here's our plan and here's how we're going to move forward. And Mike Van Solen. You know, it's my view that critics of the government need to pick a lane. Like, either either it's they've only been in power for four months and this cabinet shuffle comes too soon, or, you know, they've already been in power for four months and we should know exactly what their, uh, you know, what their fiscal outlook looks like. I, I think the reality is this government has moved really fast. Uh, they're going to move into their first fall economic statement this, this fall. Uh, it's certainly going to address where the deficit's at and what the plan forward looks like. We're still uh, well over a half half year away from the first budget even of this government. Uh, after having you know, the previous government in power for 15 years, um, I think we should at least give the government the chance to get to that first budget um, and really see how their platform comes alive and how they're going to deliver it for Ontarians. That was Mike Van Solen, Navigator, Bob Richardson, National P, uh, PR, Public Relations, and Aleem Kanji from Sutherland Corporation, our our expert panel of strategists, commentators, and members of apparently both the younger and the older boys clubs <laughs> of Canada. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you. A pleasure. Appreciate the insight. Great thank to you. Okay, guys. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.